his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Sorry, looking to tag Shohei Otani on Twitter. Don't know if he operates on there. Um, I'll just tag the Angels, I guess. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Happy Well-Dressed Wednesday. Hope you guys are starting to chew through your week. As you can probably tell, I look fantasty. Um, shout out to the Angels. Uh, they heard about Poppy Gordo talking about their halos early on this season. Before the season, some people are saying. Um, and yeah, they sent a bucket hat, a couple of Tani shirts, and it's Wednesday, so we get well-dressed in the office and here on Wake and Jake. We're going to catch you up. Through the past couple days of sports, NBA playoffs, the Heat take down the Celtics last night in a fun basketball game. Uh, BBD's NBA lottery goes down last night. Knicks get lucky yet again. 18 straight years. Hilarious. Um, 18 straight lotteries they've been involved in. 18 straight lotteries, excuse me. I mean, they've only made the playoffs how many times? It extends... So two decades, basically. Uh, New York Rangers play tonight. We're obviously excited for that. There will be a new episode of uh, Bandwagon Rangers coming up. Blue shirts. Bandwagon blue shirts, excuse me. Uh, and we'll circle through the baseball, as we always do. And I, I, I was looking for a fun baseball topic. And it was all sparked by young... Reds reliever Alexis Diaz, who everything we've heard about the Reds is how much they suck this year. And they have a guy who's nasty in their bullpen. And I think every team has a guy who's nasty in their bullpen that you probably don't know about if you don't watch their team. So we'll go scrub through some of that to find out what is going on. Let me pop out the chat. Excuse me. Uh, Biebs, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Got to tune in to, to a little bit of the end of that, that Heat-Celtics game. That was yeah. cool. Um, feel Feels less daunting when we're down to just like the... There's one game a night, pretty much, the rest of the way. It's like, oh, I can tune into that one. I don't feel like I'm getting lost in it. Yeah, and again, I can't tell if it's the good or bad for the NBA, but like, I... For one of the first times this year, I felt like I had to tune into the game. I was like, oh. Like, all my buddies were texting. The Twitter timeline was filled. I was like, hey, Yankees game is over. Yeah. I'm flipping over to Heat Celtics. Yankees ended up like a good flip time. Yeah. Wow. So that, that worked out for us. For us. Uh, didn't work out for the Celtics. Uh, the Boston Celtics were up. Quick math. Five plus three is eight. Nailed that. Celtics were up eight at the half. Um, 
And I, I, you know, I think a lot of the momentum was going Celtics in this series. The fact they got over Giannis, um, Tatum, arguably the best player in this series, or at least everyone wants Tatum to be the best player in this series. He can, he, by the end of the series, like establish himself as the best player in the series. Like he's he's so talented. He's still so young. Um, you know, even I, I heard people saying like Jalen Brown. Can he be better than Jimmy Butler at some point? I don't know. Um, I love Jimmy Butler. I kind of view them through totally different scopes. Um, what I saw from this game was pretty wild, and it was kind of what we were hopeful for. The defense, the block shots in this game were out of control. The Heat had 12 block shots. The Celtics had eight. The third quarter itself was kind of chaos, and unfortunately it was horrible chaos for the Celtics, who I endearingly, because I've had my friends call it this, the Meltics. Um, I, I think that's some sports gambling talk, and it's obviously some New York-Boston stuff there. Uh, Miami Heat, I also think it's funny because they're the Heat, so the Heat melt Heat Meltics. I don't know. Kind of makes sense, right? Just looked at myself and was a little shocked. <laughs> Very big 90s, 2000s music video vibes. Bad music video. Yeah. It would probably change the channel. Might be like early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 39 to 14 in the third quarter. Uh, the Heat just fully turned it on. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler, who, by the way, all that stuff about the Celtics, I think Jimmy Butler could still have a very clear argument to be the best player in this series, at least for this year, which people would then use to turn and use against Tatum. Let's see. It's game one. Uh, the Celtics just went seven, uh, and then they went down to Miami. Jimmy Butler, man, some of his shot-making is awesome. Um Stuff that doesn't even make sense. Uh, his mid-range game is so smooth. 41 points, 12 of 19 from the field, 17 of 18 from the free throw line. Make your free throws, kids. Get to the line and make your free throws. He also had four steals, three blocks. Like There was a time when Jimmy Butler was like the defensive guy for like those Bulls teams. Um, that's going back a few moons now. But we walked you through the the whole Jimmy Butler story last time. I thought it was funny in his post-game interview. They they talked to him, and, you know, 41 points. That's a monster playoff game. What's he going to say? And he's he and he said something along the lines of, like, you know, I, I play the best team basketball I can. Which, okay. Post-game interview, it is whatever it is. They won the game. He scored 41 points. That's easy to say. But that's also Miami. That's Coach Spolstra. That's – look at the other guys on the court. Remember when I was – I was giving Luca a ton of praise for his surrounding crew, which it's Jalen Brunson and blank, Maxi hmm. Kleber, Anthony um, Smith, PJ Tucker, who's a consummate NBA playoff guy, but um, you know he took his five shots, he got five points. He's going to play awesome defense. He looks like a rec league guy on an NBA court, but he's he's awesome defensively. Bam Adebayo, Bam's a stud. Uh, he's quiet this game. Ten points, only four rebounds, four blocks. Those are important. 
your boy Max Struess. Um, we have fun when we see NBA guys that we're not super familiar with. Um, you know, we've brought up Max Struess a couple times on this show. Twenty six years old, out of DePaul. One of my buddies, uh, Big Evan, who's a funny guy, he sent the text. I'm 80% sure Max Struess changed my oil last month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think that was a joke. Um, Gabe Vincent. I mean, if, un, unless you're an NBA fan, not deep on a lot of a lot of your guys' lists of players you're fans of. Uh, UCSB, Cal Santa Barbara. How about it? Um you know, Oladipo and Tyler Hero are probably the guys you know. They came off the bench. Oladipo's still kind of a shell of himself. Tyler Hero has a good game. By the way, he comes out in an outfit. He comes out in an outfit that resembles eerily similar to what I'm... Actually, it's ridiculous scale. It, it is a similar boat to what I'm currently wearing. Um, Bam out of bio. Mocks him in his postgame presser. Um... Heat take game one. It doesn't really change how I feel about this series. It, it's six or, se- six or seven games either way. Uh, fantastic team basketball. Boston could have died in this game so easily. They actually, at one point, they brought out their end of the bench crew. Shout out Luke Cornett, former Knicks mm-hmm. great, to sub them in. And then they hit a couple more shots. Peyton Pritchard, Sko Ducks, uh, hit a couple big ones. It wasn't enough. Um, but credit to both teams. The Celtics hit shots to stay in this game when it easily could have gotten out of hand. Credit to the Heat, who continued to make shots when the Celtics did everything to kind of get back into it. Um, Tatum finishes with 29, Brown with 24. Robert Williams, three. R dub, three. He goes for 18. Uh, and Peyton Pritchard off the bench with 18 of his own. So um, I don't know. What was a good game? I, I mean, incredible heat third quarter. That kind of changes the entire scope of this game. Um, and yeah, I like like BB Day, BB Day, like Baby Day was saying. Um, I think every NBA game is much must watch the rest of the way. Which again, I, I think that's one of NBA's strengths. That you know, the next let's see if there's let's say there's sixteen games. Okay, bad math already. Let's say there's 12 conference finals games, and then there's another six. 18 must-watch sporting sporting events? Yeah. Pretty impressive. For, for like, their... The NBA's biggest fault is they maybe have, have too many you-don't-need-to-watch games, but once, but once they get to, like, a must-watch game, you, you must watch. They get you hooked. I I mean, it's the the storylines. It's knowing the players. It's kind of what we try to bring to Major League Baseball is learning who these guys are and learning their personalities. So when you see them, you are intrigued and you want to know what they're doing. I mean, my sweet Jessica is interested in Isaiah Kiner-Falefa because she does call him falafel. Um, I I don't love it. I don't really know what it's about, but when you know, when you become endeared to these players for whatever reasons, if you think Tatum's next, if you love that Jimmy Butler plays with piss and vinegar from killing Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns back in the day, um, Spolstra, supposedly a good guy. Heard on Rosillo's podcast that while uh, 
while the Heat were in like COVID times, everyone that was hourly, he like paid them. Mm. That's nice. We like that. We'll root for that. Um, and his storyline in general is still funny if you go back to the days when he was supposed to be just like kind of replaced by Pat Riley and now he's one of the top respected coaches in the game. So yeah, running. And I guess uh, it's still Pat Riley stuff, but we were mentioning earlier, like he, you know, our team basketball. It's like there's only a couple, like at this iteration of, of the NBA, there's only a couple teams that like have an identity organizational wise. It's like the Heat, the Spurs. Is that kind of Spurs it kinda, as far I as mean, like, like this like organization's culture is whatever. I'm sure there's other things, but Celtics have an argument. I mean, they yeah. they've been pretty well run. I mean, I know they have they a, had they've the, had a similar crew for a little while. The Brad Stevens out in this team for half the season stunk, but now they're they're good. They play a really good team brand of basketball. That's where this series should be fun. It should be high level elite basketball. You can kind of say it. There's an there's an NHL comparison to be there. Like NBA playoff basketball is different. It's played at a higher level. Um, you know, the transition buckets seem to disappear. Um, the defense picks up. You play the best players more. I mean, the formula makes sense. The formula makes sense. The games just matter a little more. It's not a shot fired at the NBA. It's not a shot fired at the NHL. It's just kind of how it works. Um, so that should be must watch. The the other NBA game goes tonight, 9 p.m. Mm. Kind of like that. That's doable. It's not too bad. What time's that game end? Midnight? Around yeah, there? With a couple extra commercials this time of year. Close should, to midnight? Should be over by midnight. That's doable. We'll what feel I, that. Would I prefer 8.30? Sure. But West Coast. West Coast Worldwide. From the club to the parking lot. Um, NHL games played last night. Kind of don't care because it's not my Rangers. Um, just a Rangers guy. Looks like Tampa beat Florida handily. Expect the Rangers to do that tonight. Uh, Colorado beat St. Louis in overtime. Ah, overtime game. I missed it, but it must have been late. So, um, no apologies there. Um, any other regular sports going on, BBD? Um, no. Before we get to baseball talk, which we do a lot of baseball talk. I mean, Evaldi gets popped. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I think only other com- I m- might be brought up later is the only other thing I'm thinking of. Tariq Cohen tears his ACL. Tears his Achilles, excuse me. Yeah, that's not what you want. I still don't know the difference between Achilles and ACL. Pretty sad. Congrats, the magic. Yeah, the, uh, the lottery gets decided. I guess, you know, Knicks fans, whoever, whoever you're a fan of, um, I guess where you can see the results. The Magic's, Magic got the one pick. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think any crazy jump happened. The only big one was like the did, Kings got into there. And I think didn't they OKC were, do well? OKC, they had two lottery picks and they went for, I think they had the fourth best odds and got up to two. They had a good chance to be in that top four. I think the only team that wasn't in that top four mix going in that got in was Sacramento, mm. I think, if I'm reading this chart right so yeah it looks like your your nba draft lottery uh the orlando magic the oklahoma city thunder the houston rockets sacramento kings detroit pistons pacers trailblazers pelicans spurs wizards knicks benedict matherin if we're talking um okc again charlotte hornets 
Cleveland. Oh, this keeps going outside the lottery, so yeah. I don't care about that. Um, if you have a bad team, this is exciting. Uh, the guys at the top of the draft, I think, are actually really fun this year. I don't know if they're guaranteed studs. Jabari Smith out of Auburn was awesome to watch this year. Chet Holmgren, nobody knows what to really do with, but he's good. Mm. He's just good. Bancaro like, up there. Yeah, Bancaro. Um, you know, he had his ups and downs, and I really love Jaden Ivey, um, the guard from Purdue. He uh, he feels different. Um, yeah, there's... I guess, like, we're in one of those years of, like, there isn't a consensus one sort of, like, NFL draft was. And, uh, and yeah, kind of any of those four could go more or less in any order. So that's, yeah. that's always, that, that is interesting. Yeah, that's that's the fun drama of it. And, you know, if you're an NBA person, there's a lot of stories through the years about agents pulling strings, and sometimes it's not to the front office, and guys try to dictate their way, and it's, you know, NFL, Eli Manning is kind of the famous one, but NBA, there's there's been a lot of stories around that. Uh, it's not as as popular or common in modern day, but <clears throat> you you wonder if guys try to put their card on the on the table and say, like, I don't want to go there, and what kind of impact that has. Um, yeah, I don't know what degree of politicking there is in, in the NBA draft. Like it depends on, on teams and the guy. I guess Orlando, I don't know, Orlando's kind of funny because I, I think, you know, that's not... Well, they've actually, they have young talent. Um, no state income tax. Like, I think that stuff matters for rookies coming into the league. Um. Yeah. And I don't know, like dude. NBA, contract. you can just be a star, and as long as you're going to have your opportunity, like, I think stuff like that has changed. Like, Oklahoma City, like, Russell Westbrook was massive. Massive. He he still is. Like, those Paul George teams, I mean, Durant. Like, yeah. if you're Chet Holmgren. If you're if you're good enough, like, you're, one of, you're in that tier of players, fun. you're, that does, that really doesn't matter. Like, the Kings and Pistons, I guess those teams aren't super sexy, but, you know. Jay Nivey went to school at Purdue. Like, I, if the Pistons take him, man, that would actually be an awesome fit. Oh, I would love that. That'd be cool. I love Ivy, man. He's a he's a baller. Him and Cade Cunningham. That'd be that'd be cool. Um, we'll have time to dream about that. When is the draft? Uh, NBA it's draft probably like a month away. Uh, June twenty third. Yeah, June twenty third. All right, clear your calendars. Like high school, when I like got like into basketball, it felt like it was always like on my last day of school. Mm. It was always like a nice kickoff to the summer for me. I like that. I like that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get into some baseball. Uh, let's go Rangers. They're probably going to win tonight by a lot, if I had to guess. Um, let's talk some baseball. We'll check in around the league real quick. Sorry, Nate Evaldi. Might be a bruh. Um, and I want to do, I, I want to check in. There's so many electric and elite relievers around baseball now um, that I want to click around and give some shout outs to some guys you, you probably should know if you're a baseball fan tuning into this. Um, and the baseball portion of the show is brought to you by Athletic Greens, AG1. You might have heard of this now, uh, whether John Boy Media, Chris Rose. He's trying to, I think his phrase was, I'm trying to turn my body 
from the size of a temple <laughs> into a temple? I forget. It was a good line. Something it was like a good that. Chris Rose line. He probably said it better. And by the way, it like this isn't just us. I feel like any show I turn on these days is talking about athletic greens. And that's because if you don't have time, if you're looking for energy, if you're looking to try to be healthy, athletic greens, it's lifestyle friendly. If you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, if you're starting to wear crop tops, people, you're going to want to get your athletic greens on. Uh, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and whole probiotic superfoods uh, to help you start your day right. With Athletic Greens, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. They're trying to make it easy for you. They're giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 5 Free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jake. J-A-K-E, people. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Jake to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, Yeah, I was talking to our our sales crew about this, and they were like, Chris Rose is all about it. The compound crew, they're all about it. So now, Wake and Jake, guess what? We're all about it. It's crop top season. Athleticgreens.com slash Jake. Let's get healthy. Let's get tropical. Let's get tropical. Rusty in the chat, my guy. Rusty rages. He's been around for a while. That's our dude. Uh, Every show I watch is sponsored by AG1. Yeah, they're doing something right. They're doing something right. Go check them out and use code Jake. Um, I guess quick MLB whip around information there was no major highlight highlights last night um again i keep reference nate dog which is kind of unfortunate to him uh yankees continue to be nasty dodgers uh they took a doubleheader versus my snakes i hate that uh i think one of the bigger pieces of news the astros are first place in the ALS now mm. they're a game up on the angels two in the loss column um, you wonder if it just stays that way. This was supposed to be the tough part of the Astros' schedule. They were going to have a tough start of the year. Not necessarily. <clears throat> I, I'm not sure about the the opponents. I know they had a ton of games and a ton of days, and it yes. was going to be difficult for them. So, uh, And it looks like they're going to be just okay. The White Sox return to 500. Will they go? <clears throat> know who's the team... I keep I keep looking at them and I know I shouldn't be drinking the Kool-Aid. The Chicago Cubs. This was actually a highlight from last night. Um they had a rookie uh who took his first his first major league at bat, Christopher Morell. I want to look him up. Go watch the Homer. The Cubs dugout goes nuts. It's a 6 nothing game. I want to text Hap. I will text Hap. How about that? Let's flex on him. Because um, it's a 6 nothing game against the Pirates. And it, it might just be a shout-out to the Cubs being a really good fan base. It's worth watching the video, Beebs. I don't know if you saw it. But it's a 6-0 game. Cubs-Pirates. You know, Cubs-Pirates right now. Not exciting. At Wrigley. It's a 3-2 count. It's a rookie batter in his first at-bat. So, 
I think the formula is, which is awesome, it's the Cubs being good baseball fans, knowing it's a kid getting his first at-bat. The crowd is standing and cheering, and the kid pimps a homer. He rocks one out of Wrigley onto the street. Um, so that was a must-watch highlight from last night. I know uh, mm. Michelle Haley is our, our resident Cubs fan that's usually in the chat here. Um, is there anything I'm missing from that? Because uh, otherwise it was just an electric scene. I don't want to say for no reason, but okay. So I'm going to text Hap. Morell Homer. Everyone was going was going nuts nuts, huh? Okay, text sent. We'll see if we get a reply. Um, but kind of one of the must watch must watch highlights from yesterday. Um, and I was wondering because we had our talking baseball come out today, and I said this, and it's just how my brain works, and it's how baseball works that like the next time we check in with over unders and the standings, like a minimum at minimum two teams are going to be really good that haven't been. And two teams that have been good are going to be bad. Like, that's baseball. That's how the cycle works. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't, the Cubs have a really funky roster. Um, and, hey, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as, okay, text for me and half immediately, the man. Mm-hmm. I said, Morell Homer, everyone was going nuts. Huh? He said, it was awesome. Everyone was fired up. Wrigley was jumping. And say, was it just because he was a rookie? Just because it was first at bat. It was first at bat. And, and, dot, 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 full count? Just nuts fans? Because um, that's awesome. Um, and we tried to be baseball schedule truthers, and I kind of wish I did this the other day. The Cubs... They just took two out of three from my snakes. Unreal, but we'll let it happen. They're currently playing the Pirates, and they're going for a sweep today. That makes sense. They host the Diamondbacks for four games. No comment. And then they play four against the Reds. So... The Cubs right now, I think, are five games under 500. Let me double-check. They're five games under 500. So if you're the Chicago Cubs, what do we need to go in this stretch? So you got one versus the Pirates. That's five, nine games. Can you do a seven and two and get to 500? I think you can. But then they go White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals. Two games set against the Orioles. So... I don't know. I think the Cubs Cubs have the potential to get some good juice going. Um, and I'm just excited to see what other teams what other teams do because we're going to see a couple teams slide. I'm starting to get worried about my Diamondbacks and my Rockies. Both are now two games under 500. If that starts slipping, there's kind of a point of no return. When is the NL East going to kick in? Phillies, Braves, we're looking at you. Braves are 17 and 20. Phillies are 17 and 19. I mean, different expectations to a degree. Marlins have the same record, also 17 and 19. Um, 
Yankees are the best team ever. I don't think we need to talk about that. Astros, Halos. Will the Mariners kick into gear? They're 16 and 21. What's their schedule look like? Mariners. They try to fend off a sweep from the Blue Jays today. That's not good, Mariners. Then they go to Boston for four. Do what you want with that. And then they go home. They host the Athletics. They play the Astros. And then Orioles, Texas Rangers. Okay. They've got a chance to get it going, but the season's not early anymore. It is and it isn't. It is and it isn't. Um, Let's see if we've got any more in half. No in half updates. We did get a retweet from the... Or no, we got a reply from the Rocket City Trash Pandas on my well-dressed Wednesday. So, uh, life is good. Life is good. Uh, Logan Searcy in the chat, do you think the Rocks have a wild-card chance if they weren't in the NL West? Maybe if they were a Central Division team, there's conversations to be had, but also no. Make a threat. Could they be in it at the deadline where they were buyers in a central division? Yeah. Why not? Why not believe that? Um, all right. I, uh, you know, I, I try bringing you guys some baseball. I guess in a way we're, I don't want to say baseball experts, as I look at myself again in the mirror and say, what am I doing? Um, no, I, there, there was a story last night that caught my attention. So I think what we're going to do is is hop around the league just a little bit. I, uh, I'm i a Yankees fan. You couldn't tell that from my all-angels outfit today. Um, the Yankees have a couple breakout relievers this year, and, and breakout this year is, is loosely used with one of them. Clay Holmes has essentially taken over the Yankees' closer role. Um, that might surprise you if you're not in Yankee land. You know Araldis Chapman. You might even know Johnny Luizaga. Um, Clay Holmes has been arguably their best reliever this year. The other guy in the argument would be Mike King, who has been a different level of dominant, uh, multiple innings. Um, and again, like like if you're just a, I don't want to say generic baseball fan, but maybe you play MLB The Show or, or however you, you watch baseball, the two relievers you would know from the Yankees last year would be Araldis Chapman and Johnny Luizaga. And maybe you know Chad Green. Like, he's been doing it for a while now. Clay Holmes and Mike King have been their two best relievers this year. And every, any team you watch across baseball this year, they have a guy that comes out of their bullpen that is just disgusting. That is just absolutely disgusting. And to prove it, I'll start with, the worst team in baseball this year, and this is the the thing that inspired this. The Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, uh, they finally got their 10th win last night, uh, and their guy that came out of the bullpen, Alexis Diaz, in 16 games, he has a 0-5-2 ERA. I believe that's one earned run, if my math is right. Um, it's his rookie year. He's thrown fastball slider. Uh, and he's just mowing dudes down. The baseball savant backs it up. Hard hit percentage, expected batting average, fastball spin in the 100th percentile. We know teams like that. Um, let's see. He's throwing a four-seamer and a slider. Bang. 
There's baseball for you. What just made you? What just made you snarf over there, BBD? I've got uh, the guy I'd like to shout out. Okay, next. who do you got? Um, well, are you done with with your guy? I I think so. I I mean, uh, Alexis Diaz. You know, we've unfortunately on talking baseball, we've talked about um, the Cincinnati Reds a lot in all the wrong ways. They've got a guy at their bullpen that's been lights out so far this year, and maybe you should know Alexis Diaz. We got a team, other end of the spectrum. Okay, good team. Good team. They've got a reliever who's been a stud this year, being used in, in high leverage spots. Um, Rafael Montero of the Houston Astros. Okay, dude, stud so far this year. Six hundred ERA plus, still early, but that's just a funny number to look at. 0.61 ERA in 14 and two-thirds innings. The Savant numbers, good amount of red. Uh, and, yeah, he's 31 years old, so a little bit coming out of nowhere. He was he just traded over from the Mariners last season. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's a guy I feel like I think of Rafael Montero, Mariner, yeah. seventh-eighth inning guy. That was only... Last year was the only time with the Mariners. He's with the Rangers a little bit, and then when I saw going way back... Four years as a Met, and that got me. Oh, wow. 24, Four years? 14, 15, 16, and 17. What? 58 career games across that, that span. One year of over 30 appearances, 2017. Uh, wasn't good any of those years, at least by the numbers. Don't know, don't know what, what the trends were. Reliever stats can be deceiving at, at times, but he's nasty now. The Astros are trusting him. They're and they're a good team. They had a guy coming out of their bullpen. I was at an Astros game this weekend. He came in and I hadn't heard of him. Um, Man, he's just gross right now. Baseball's wild. Uh, Rafael Montero in 2017, his average fastball was 94. This year, it's 96. Um, you know that's a big difference. He's throwing a 91 mile per hour changeup. Uh, that's gross. And yeah, I mean that's. That's a guy that you circle and you're like, well, he can be a big part of this season. Um, like he's going to be, we all, Houston's making the playoffs and he's going to get some important in it. I bracken. Dude, there's a, man, I, Rowan Wick is a name I know. Um, He's been around baseball for a while, and he was a guy that was kind of projected to be a wipeout closer. There's a guy in the the Cubs bullpen, Scott Efros. Not in my book. 15 innings, 17 strikeouts. He has given up two earned runs this year. He's got a 102 FIP, 22 years old. Let's see a picture of Scott Efros. Sure. Indiana University guy. Made his debut last year. Had 14 appearances. I guess that's BBD. Name a team. Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, done, dude. I mean, this team's a goddamn factory of freaks that come out of their bullpen. Yeah, they have the next guy that I that I saw. I mean, this guy is now becoming a story around baseball, and he deservedly show show. Uh, Ryan Helsley. Um, he's twenty seven. He has been up for a few years now, 19, 20, 21. Uh, the last two years, to be completely honest, he's gotten knocked around. 
The last two years, Ryan Helsley has had a 4-7 ERA. And just like, I want you to think about that a little bit. I know reliever ERA is not everything. He was right around a strikeout per inning. But I think on the on the other side of things, and this is where organizations have to be patient and good and 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 believe in whatever they're doing. Um, oh, just went up on Scott Efros's page. Is he a sidewinder? That means he's illegal. So. He's illegal. He's out. Banned. Actually, no. Scott Efros just got himself a 15-year career. Yeah. Shout out Peter Moylan. And his seventh base- percentile chase rate. His baseball. His baseball. Is off the chart. Ryan Helsley has has become a story in baseball now. His fastball velocity is a hundredth percentile. He's thrown a hunch. Um, fastball spin is ninety nine. That's a really good combination uh, with an eighty eight mile per hour slider and a curveball. Um, yeah, man, mm. this is this guy should probably be the example. Um, you know, coming into this year when we, because we did a St. Louis Cardinals team, you know, preview. I drafted Giovanni Gallegos. I think he's gross. Um, and if you're in baseball, you you probably know who he's in. He's their closer. So, like, if you play fantasy or whatever it is. He's been there for a few years now. Yeah, and he, he like, reliever. broke out. Other side of the Luke Voigt trade, if, if you're into that. Um I've always been a Henesis Cabrera guy. Uh, by the way, it looks like he's starting to do it. He's only 25. Um, Baby. But Ryan Helsley is the guy that, think about this. If I'm doing a, a St. Louis Cardinals season preview, I know some of these guys. Um, TJ McFarlane was actually fun in the playoffs last year. Um, heavy sinker. He's getting hit a little bit. But think about it. If I'm scouting the Cardinals and I'm, I'm not following their day-in, day-out spring training camp. Um, I can't. I can't do that with every team, despite my outfit. Um, there's Ryan Helsley is one of the best relievers in baseball right now. Like, almost not an argument. Like, if you were making a best bullpen in baseball, and maybe this is, should have been the exercise, now that I'm thinking about it, like, Ryan Helsley would be in the best bullpen in baseball right now. One of the, like, eight best dudes. Him and Clay Holmes, who, again, like, in Yankees world, we're now very familiar with him. Dude was kind of, I don't want to say a scrub on the Pirates, but he was Ryan Helsley before he broke out. That's the whole point. Um, And that's the funny thing with being a pitcher, a reliever, and having stuff and running into the right coach or the right pitch. Um, And it's where... It's where technology in baseball... I gave some... I gave some passionate speeches um, about pitching has kind of come too far. I think Ryan Helsley and Clay Holmes are the perfect examples. Those are guys that pre-technology are probably still, for lack of a less rude term, mid. Hmm. Um, And now those guys with the pitching technology... Like, those guys are now, would be a part of the best bullpen in baseball. Um, man, random team search, Seattle Mariners. Having a tough start, right? Things aren't yeah. clicking. 
for our Mariners. Not clicking is a good way to put it. What if I told you the following words are not a joke? The Seattle Mariners have a guy named Penn Murphy in their bullpen. P-E-N-N-M-U-R-F-E-E. Not Murphy. Like you're thinking. Like our friend Murphy. Murphy. Like the guy from the that prank show with the older dudes and like paying a fee. Penn paying, Station. Paying the fee to go see him. Penn Murphy. He's pitched 11.1 innings this year. He's got 15 strikeouts. He's given up one earned run. Like, those reliever stats didn't exist a while ago. This guy's slinging 50% sliders. He's got an 89-mile-per-hour fastball. What? Who the hell are you, Penn Murphy? 33rd-round pick, 2018. That's cool. This guy's been been dominant for eleven innings. Let's. I need to watch a Penn Murphy video. Where's the random video? All right, watching Penn Murphy. Oh no, gives up a single to Nimmo. He's kind of a side armor too, so I hate him. Yeah, he's not like. Yeah, he, he is. He is. Penn Murphy. Apparently, on the on the side armor front, they like. It sounds like they just recently converted Efros. It's like a cool. Yeah, I mean that's kind of fun. Okay, I just saw been doing it and just figured it out. Just saw Penn Murphy's first slider, and I actually kind of liked it. Um, But no, I mean you know Diego Castillo, us Yankee fans know and remember him. He's been getting killed this year. Damn, I love him. Um, Seawald broke out for them last year. Sergio Romo still always tricking them. Name a team, BBD. The Angels. My Angels. I think I know who the name is going to be. I think there's some alliteration involved. Um, the Angels' bullpen has been good. Aaron Loop, obviously, because he's a stud. Um, I love Reisel, but he got popped that one game we watched. Their guy's <laughs> Oliver Ortega. Oh, oh. Yeah, right? That is kind of cool. Um, Oliver Ortega is 25 years old. Uh, barrel percentage, chase rate, some of that stuff there. Again, nine, well, I shouldn't say again because our last guy, Sidewinders, get out of here. 96-mile-per-hour fastball, an 82-mile-per-hour curve. Um, his ex woe bacon is incredible. I know, I know you guys love that. Um, this guy so far this year. 13 games, 19.2 innings, so he's a multi-guy. We like that. One eight three ERA. Like, that's a lights-out performance from Oliver Ortega. Let's go to the Grosso factory and check on our Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, when you, when you first asked, first team that came to mind was the Rays. I was like, that's kind of cheating for this, but let's see what they've got going on. Your Tampa Bay Rays. Um... <clears throat> Man, we got options, obviously. Um, you probably don't know a single guy of their bullpen, unless you're an AL East person. Andrew Kittredge has kind of locked down their closer role. Ryan Thompson's their sidewinder. The guy who is their breakout player, and he's of Yankees lore a little bit, 
It's JP Fire Eisen. Mm. Um, otherwise nicknamed the Fire Hydrant. Um, expected batting average 95th percentile. 14 games, 17.1 innings. JP Fire Eisen is yet to give up an earned run. Um, I think 17.1 innings. JP Fire Eisen. 45% 92-mile-per-hour fastballs. Um, let me see. His expected batting average, top 5% of the league. Expected WOBA, which is an important stat people love now. Top 1%. Top 1% of the league. This guy was like a bonus piece in a trade. So Brewer, it was the Adamas trade? Yes. I think so, right? Yeah, I'll double I'll check. It. I can click. I just clicked his name. Um, yeah, Drew Rasmussen. So this is funny. The Willie Adamas trade, which, you know, the Brewers seem like they very clearly <clears throat> won. They got their starting shortstop, who's nasty. J.P. Fireisen, who now has 17 perfect relief innings. He's coming out of their pen. Drew Rasmussen was the other piece in that trade. Seven starts at 2.67 ERA. So Willie Adamas is awesome. I love him. Starting shortstop. He's been like their best hitter this year. Might be. Pulse of the team, I say. By the end of the month, he might be in a in conversation to receive a pedal. They got, the Rays ended up getting <laughs> a guy who's been... Their second best starting pitcher this year, and their best bullpen guy. But I think both teams are very happy. Man, it's uh, it's funny. He's uh, God. Fire Eisen, I think, has been traded three times now, and like the the sports talk radio take would be would be like, and the team that's gotten him has won the trade every time. And that's just a fun thing to say. Mm. Whether or not you say that's true about the Andrew Miller trade, sure. I don't think I don't think the Yankees lost, but I, I guess I'd say Cleveland won. BBD, I'll hop over to our Mets quick because you probably know Edwin Diaz. And by the way, Edwin Diaz deserves more respect. I, I know he's had some blow up years. Uh, it got a little Metsy for a second. This year, he has 16 innings pitched and 30 strikeouts. Um, that's good. It's just disgusting. Uh. He has the same exact ERA. He's given up three earned runs in 16 innings as Drew Smith. Uh, Drew Smith, Shea Station, they were talking about him the other day. They said that if they had to bank on an eighth inning guy, that he would be it. And this is where baseball is funny. 2020 season, I'm pretty sure about this. The Yankees played the Mets. Drew Smith came in. The Mets were, like, scared to use him. And then I don't think they used him, and the next day they used him, and he got rocked. Since then, not watching a ton of Mets baseball, he had a 2-4 ERA in 31 appearances last year. This year, he's a 1-6-9 in 15 games, 16 innings, 20 strikeouts in 16 innings. Like, the whole point of this is there are so many dominant relievers in the league, and maybe this is what I'll ask for in comments of the of the day today. If you're listening to this, whatever team you're a fan of, tell me the reliever that we need to know about. 
that we should know about? Because I could... <clears throat> Let's type in one more random team. Texas Rangers. They have a guy that popped up the way I was searching. Taylor Hearn. Love him. Um, doesn't count. Starting pitcher. I mean, I see two names for them. Who who are you looking at, BVD? The one the way I was searching for for some guys uh, on some leaderboard. I got Brock Burke. Brock Burke, people. More alliteration, which we love that. Especially out of a pen. Eleven games, twenty innings. We love a multiple inning king. More strikeouts than innings pitch. A one three five ERA. Like twenty innings pitched. That's John Gray, who missed a couple starts, mind you. John Gray has five starts this year and has given the Rangers 22 innings. Like, Brock Burke is, is essentially given the equivalent of that to the tune of a one three five ERA. And his name's Brock Burke. I gotta see this cat. Brock Burke. He's a lefty. K percentage is high, 95 on the gun. Little change up. Oh, I just screwed him. I had a random video pop up. I think it was him striking out Otani, but then I hit random video twice and it went foul ball to Yuli Guriel. So, sorry, Brock Burke. I mean, I just kind of stole a highlight from you. Look at this. He's a young, he's 25. Just threw a nice slider to Sean Murphy. Um, Fayo just pegged it. Brock Burke sounds like a superhero secret identity. He yes. might be. He might nice be. Oh, he's a lefty too. Lefty, 6'4", 25 years old. That's awesome. Like, if there was a 6'4", 25-year-old lefty that had 20 innings pitched, 28 strikeouts, and a one three five ERA 10 years ago, you'd be like, whoa, is this guy the future of baseball? Now it's just kind of the norm, and again, it ties into this whole thing. You know, whenever we critique baseball, people think it's, people think we're on the, like, don't, why do you need to change, like, the product is great. The product of baseball is great. That doesn't mean you can constantly be tweaking to make it better. Um, And the pitching right now has just gone to, like, a special, special area. It's ahead of the hitting. It's ahead of the hitting. Um Ethan in the chat right now. I just see a Joan, Joan Duran. Um, you know, we told you about him in spring training. Not a big deal. Yeah. He should be part of this conversation, but yeah. but you've been on him for so long. He's just such a stud. Um, a lot of Brock Burke commentary <laughs> in the chat. Uh, Brock Burke works at Penn Murphy. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, Vessia, I see him mentioned. I mean, I know Vessia from the Dodgers playoff teams, and I actually, when he originally came out, I was like, do I like this guy or hate this guy? Love him. Pure emotion. Tight pants, pure emotion. It's got to be another Dodger that, that we should bring up. I mean, there's always there Dodgers. There always is. Like, they're one of those teams. Like, they're always Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers, I guess we'll finish with the two teams that have kind of been known for pitching. I'll go Dodgers and Cleveland Indians. Uh, the Dodgers, I mean, they had Andrew Heaney. They've got this young guy, David Price, off to a good start. You know, nobody that's, like, crazy off the page. It would be, like, Phil Bickford. Evan Phillips has the most innings out of their bullpen, which probably would surprise people. Yeah, like, I think Kimbrell, Kimbrell's Craig Kimbrell, so different conversation. I think he's, like, doing well, but... Yeah, feels a little rude because I uh, 
I don't know. We also know them. Yeah. Dodgers are a team, yeah. I'm going to go Cleveland Guardians really quickly because they've also been a pitching factory of sorts. Um, Who's their guy? They're bullpen. Okay, yeah. I mean, they've got options. Um, Sam Hanches. Oh, yeah. Um, H-E-N-T-G-E-S. Hanches. I I never know how to properly say that. He's casually got uh, 12 games, 14 innings, 18 strikeouts. And with him, former Yankees farmhand. Uh, Trevor Stefan, Stefan, uh, 16 innings, uh, a one six nine as well. So it's just, it's all around baseball. Like it, it'd be shocking to have a guy in your bullpen. Who's not a Brock Burke that doesn't work at Penn Murphy. Uh, so with that, I kind of led into the comment of the day. If you guys want to leave a comment, I told you, I, 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 I even gave you the bait. Uh, let me know, let me know who your guy is, or maybe, who your next guy is, the guy that's talented, that's about to break out, um, would love to know, would love to know. Um, as of as for now, I, I ask you to leave a comment and I ask you to bake the algorithm. Uh, we're up to 629K subs on, on the YouTubes. Thank you. Uh, truly appreciate you guys. Um, last episode, we were catching up on Game 7 Sunday. Um Let's go Rangers. It's coming off a Rangers high as they go for it tonight. Um, Ever since Matthew Nauer, ever since Jake told the Brewers lineup to heat up, they have every starter now over 100 OPS plus. I got to see this. That's awesome. The Brew crew are hitting. Did they just need a series against Pittsburgh? Or was it Atlanta? Let's see. Brewers lineup, Narvaez. Yeah. He's doing well. Rowdy Tellez, been killing it for a little while now. Colton Wong, I saw he had a big game. Willie Adamas, Chase Peterson, Yelly, Renfro, uh, not Kane, Urias. Yeah, they doing, I think that's like some like similar to the Yankees, like is Urias going a third and right. Chase is playing a lot of outfield or something? No, I mean, I, I just think it's to the point that, wow. Oh, they, yeah, everybody you know, my award at the time, I did this on Talking <laughs> Baseball, was I gave out the... Uh, early birthday. The early birthday. Willie Adamas, mentioned throughout this episode, he was the only guy with an OPS in the sevens. Now, they have six other guys. Uh, seven, if you count Urias. Um, which you, you should. Throw in, there's another guy you could throw in that probably should get a mention even before Urias. Who's that? Brasso. Rasso. He's uh he's approaching eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So talk about Three flipping a narrative. Players. I want to see their team hitting stats. Are they like they're um, getting into the middle of the pack? Eighth in OPS. That's good. Fourth in homers and steals. That's fun. Sixth in runs. Okay. Look at that. In a matter of like what, two weeks? The Brewers have kind of totally flipped a narrative. I love that. Thank you, Matthew Nauer. Um. Wow, Snarly Charlie said, sorry, Jake, but let's go Canes. Not sure about that. As a lifelong Rangers fan, not sure about that. Uh, and T. Spees says, we need your hair care routine, BBD. Mm. It's surprisingly simple. Okay. Just a, literally, literally, just a shower. Okay. And I have, like, some... 
cream stuff get in there. It's a paste, I think, would technically be the term. Cream so not stuff. So not a gel, a, a paste. Cream stuff and paste from BBD. Um, thank you guys for leaving a comment, subscribing, reviewing, sharing with your friends. You guys are the best. We love to wake and Jake with you. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I teased it a little bit now. Uh, we'll go to bro the night. This is someone you should be talking about having a fun conversation around the water cooler. Uh, and unfortunately, um, cause I do like this guy, although I'm, I will never be confused for a Red Sox fan. Nate Evaldi, uh, had to eat it last night and he ate it in a big way. He has an MLB record. He gave up five homers in an inning to the Houston Astros. Uh, his final line is 1.2 innings, eight hits, nine runs, six earned on the five home runs. So, hey, come on, Boston defense. Like, be cool about it. Um, I will say this. I mean, the guys that did it, top of the second, are dudes. And this is why the Houston Astros are nasty. Jordan Alvarez. Yep. Like, our, one of the best young hitter paces ever. Kyle Tucker. Yep. Um, broke out. Has been good. Broke out even more. Still really good. Jeremy Pena. The breakout rookie shortstop. He hits one. Michael Brantley. Dr. Smooth. Like... Kind of regarded as one of the best pure hitters in baseball for a while. Yuli Gurriel won the batting title last year. The ageless <laughs> wonder. Um, the guys, he got Alex Bregman out during that time. Not mentioned as one of the home run hitters. Jose Altuve hit a double. Um, man, Evaldi got the brunt of it. Got replaced by Tyler Danish, who got Kyle Tucker out again. Um, Nathan Evaldi's pretty nasty. Uh, he dominated the Yankees when they even knew what was coming. Uh, but yeah, you're you're in the history books, and it's kind of another. The baseball savant page doesn't look too good, uh, outside of fastball velo. Not sure what's going on there. Again, it's been a tough year in the Commonwealth so far. I don't think that is going to spark them. Um, let me see. Red Sox. So they they beat Houston 6-3. to three, And they lost to Houston. Do they have one more game or two? So one more game and then they host Seattle. So, hey, Boston. Full pension. Piv on the mound. I think his last two starts have been good. You can win a series today. Or... You can lose a series today. Oh, my God. Just saw Matt Strom on their baseball reference page, hmm. and what a look he has going on. Uh, BBD, your, your bro? My bro. We gave him a brief shout-out, uh, and I think I closed the page, so that's annoying. Found it. Uh, gave a brief shout-out. We talked about the Miami Heat, and, and that third quarter was, of course, <clears throat> kind of the turning point. Jimmy Butler getting uh, deserve and deserved a lot of love. Seventeen points in that third, three steals. But Gabe Vincent, who we mentioned mm. briefly, he's also ten points in that quarter. Not in a lot of books. No. Gabe Vincent. He has the ten points. 
third in tandem with Butler. Uh, where they... What was the... Give me the quick quarter score. Whatever. They had scored him by a lot that quarter, and that helped. 39-14, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I guess that's the Miami Heat thing that's funny when we, we label something a good team. Whenever you see a, a Gabe Vincent uh, shoot it, Max Struess, it's this rude NBA playoff thing where you almost assume they're going to miss it, and they make it. They're a good team. They're good players, and they have a good system. Like They know their roles, and they know what they're going to do. They know where they're going to be. Um, that series is going to be fun. I'll, I'll say it. Let's, uh, let's just go seven with it. Um, all right, people. I, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, Talking Baseball is out today. We're checking in on the over-under episode, a famous Talking Yanks episode. Uh, some Trevor Plouffe highlights towards the end. You're going to mm. like that. Um, go check out Athletic Greens. Um, enjoy the NBA playoffs. Uh, Golden State Luka tonight. That'll be fun. Compound. Yeah. Talked about him. We texted him. Tomorrow's rotation is Logan Webb. Wow. It's a big one. Big one. Uh, JJR coming up in a little bit more. And all the amp stuff. Go check that out. Talking Yanks has been a lot of fun. Myrtle will be out tonight. Myrtle Wednesdays. Thank you guys. We love you. Bake the algorithm. We'll see you back soon. Let's go Rangers. LGR. Bandwagon blue shirts.